The Super Bowl is over, so there will be no error if we go right ahead to 2024. Also, the draft room just filled. That's why I'm a little stammering up top here. But of course, we are in the process here of doing a draft every single day on Splash Play of 2024. And that right now includes the 2024 big board. Of course, 200,000 in first place in this one. Drafting rookies, drafting guys who are going to be moving around in free agency. So a lot of variables to dig into that we've been digging into already and we'll continue to do today. But let's pull up the draft board screen. Draft room has been filled. I am picking in the eighth spot. So likely going to see some running backs coming back my way here. Of course, would prefer to start a zero RB build if we can, um, especially with wide receiver ADPs being where they are so far this year. We will figure it out as we go as always. Nolan, our guy, OMG in the one hole, 60% Tyreek not stopping here. There we go. Living the dream, of course. If you guys got your asses kicked by the Super Bowl, good news. I'm sure you are not alone <laughs> in that company. Uh, I had a slight profit yesterday thanks to fading. Uh, a little bit of that Rasheed Rice ownership, I think that helped me get some more unique builds. Of course, trying to build a little bit less Chiefs-heavy stuff helped out to some extent. But Patrick Mahomes captain gets there, and I think that's the thing that we talked about. Uh, nobody was going to play Patrick Mahomes, and I realized that too, especially over the weekend, uh, listening to the Establish the Million show, listening to a few other pieces of content out there. Uh, that people are just all everybody keyed in on the fact that I think we talked about Patrick Mahomes just not getting over 25 points and basically the entire season besides one game. I think that scared a lot of people off ownership wise. And then when you have Mahomes in a spot like that where he can finally run without fear of injury, he can finally throw the ball and drop back and really take advantage of that pass rate over expectation. Uh, we saw that happen yesterday in the Super Bowl, but let's make our pick here. I don't believe I've gotten many shares of Puka Nakua yet. Obviously, a guy that has very much surged up in terms of his ADP. Last year, we getting him in the 18th round. This year, we're taking him in the first round, but he looked good. Thought also put it himself well on the Super Bowl radio row. Uh, so that is going to be a thing that doesn't matter at all for the data. But I like hearing him talk. Thought he actually uh, approached some of the questions that he had pretty intelligently, uh, talking about the pressure as well from Cooper Cup to make him not play video games and instead focus on football. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe want a little fun in Puka's life. He can play some Overwatch with me any day. I uh, could play some... <laughs> <laughs> play some Madden too, even though uh, Madden playing against people, not my favorite thing in the world. Uh, but in general, though, I do think Puka, a guy that obviously people are very excited about. I'm a little bit less excited about, I think, uh, but still fundamentally with what he did last year. Best rookie wide receiver year we've had since Anquan Bolden. I think you have to take him at eight. Uh, if you're going to get him, you know, obviously you got to take where, you got, where these guys are. That's what we always say here. Shouts to the chat as always. Also, I'm slightly out of breath. Just got a workout in, so we're <laughs> in prime form here. But I didn't do my usual spiel. Uh, today is February 12th, 2024. So the day after the Super Bowl, that is your context if you're re-watching all these drafts. And a lot of things to talk about the Super Bowl as well. Of course, we're going to be focused on the draft here, focused on the board, trying to pay attention to all of the guys. So a lot of guys in chat in this room today. I see Vaporware, see Nolan, our guy, OMG, TM Longacre, top 10 finisher last year, and BBM. Now he's here gracing us this presence in the three-hole. Our guy, Justin, in the two-hole. Uh, also, Travi in the room, Mad Maddie, who is not saying Maddie as we talk about, uh, but he is in the room. So friends and family draft here to kick us off uh, post-Super Bowl. We got Puka. I mean, I think at this spot, Kyron makes sense. We're going to make a Rams bet, and I have no issue with it. Uh, Kyron, obviously the big concerns that I've vocalized with him uh, over the last couple of weeks here doing drafts. Now our third week of doing drafts, which is pretty fun. Um, feel like here for Kyron, you know, the concern is just they bring in another back, whether it be more of a traditional goal line back. For me, I'm more concerned about them bringing in a pass catching back, uh, whether it be a low draft capital, the the Dylan Labes of the world, the New Hampshire running back who had a pretty good senior bowl, but in particular, uh, graded out well for the one game that, that SIS tracked his data at a non-top uh, conference school. Uh, but, you know, like there are ways that they can bring in a pass catcher for either low draft capital or, you know, a free agent signing. Like there's guys that are going to be out there for sure that you can add in and maybe be a slightly better pass catcher than Kyron was, even though he did earn the role as, you know, the assumption that he could be a third down back. His efficiency in the pass game was so low compared to his efficiency in the run game where he actually was a plus EPA runner, adding those expected points added. 
Um, for Kyron, I think that's the risk point. But at 17, a guy who basically had the Christian McCaffrey role for the Rams last year, uh, I think you're absorbing risk for sure. But at pick 17, I think, as I've mentioned before, I think Kyron is a really good second rounder. And frankly, like I like HN too. I was big on that bag last year. Uh, but I do think for HN, you know, some concerns, maybe he's a one-year wonder. Uh, I don't know that I agree with that necessarily with the speed and being a part of Miami's offense. But I think for Kyron, like he showed a lot more than HN did this year in terms of being a guy that can get you 25 to 30 touches in a game. And I think for Kyron, uh, a little bit undervalued to me. I would, I would honestly have Kyron ahead of Jonathan Taylor. I would probably have Kyron ahead of Gibbs, but you know, the prices may vary. How much do you think Kelsey is going to rise after saying he's coming back? I think quite a bit. Um, I think his price, the potential for retirement was priced in with him going to the fifth round. If I had to guess, he's probably going to come closer, at least to the fourth round. Um, maybe a shot that he can move up to Sam Laporta range, but I don't know that. I think at least for this part of the draft process right now, I've mentioned it countless times. I'll keep mentioning it too. People still very much breathing in last season, like just kind of taking in the ether of what happened already. I think as a result of that, Sam Laporte is really high. But as a result as well, Travis Kelsey is pretty low, and I just don't think he should be as low as he currently is. Um, we are on the clock here, though. Of course, like Malik Neighbors, like DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf's price tag has also dropped about uh, 10 spots in ADP from the big board open. Uh, neighbors... I mean, the question is for Seattle, is the Seattle offense going to be appreciably better uh, with the new offensive coordinator they're being in? I'm not sure. I think for neighbors, I still am very much in the bag for him. Probably the most fun rookie to watch video of that is going to be a top tier rookie like Marvin Harrison's great. But what he does is not necessarily going to sneak up on you. It's not going to be a big surprise. He's a boundary receiver who's great at that. Malik Neighbors, in terms of just the ability to get outside, to break one-yard catches into 50-yard touchdowns, uh, he is very unique on that front and still a great deep ball threat. Over 1.5 EPA last year on throws 20-plus air yards. I think actually closer to 1.6. So like an elite player every part of the field. Uh, so for Neighbors, I'm willing to go there. Metcalf, though, I think Seattle's still an interesting team. Um, they hired the BAM offensive coordinator, or the guy who was going to go to BAMA, right? Forget his name. Ryan Grubb was the one, uh, but he was a guy that last year for Washington. Um, so basically, he was the Washington offensive coordinator last year. Was going to move to Bama with DeBears. I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name, uh, but whatever the Washington coaches that moved to Bama to replace Nick Saban was going to go there. Then Seattle won him over with whatever offer they had. There were some rumors going there the last week of him going out to dinner with the Seattle front office and Mike McDonald, who's a new uh, new head coach there, uh, formerly the Ravens uh, defensive coordinator. But Ryan Grubb was a guy that basically allowed Penix to throw for 400 air yards a game. And I've talked about Michael Penix. I don't think that great of a player, Romo Dunze. If he's an elite athlete, I think he'll grade out well for the pros. He's not an elite athlete. I think he was just a pure air yards merchant. Uh, but that offense was one that was really fantasy friendly that Grubbs oversaw last year uh, for Washington. So I'm very intrigued by Seattle now in a way that I did not think was going to be possible because of them hiring a defensive-minded coach. I really thought they're going to be more of a run and slog it out team, but it does seem like they're going to be a little more aggressive downfield. So we can complete this Ram stuff, and I think that has the most appeal. Again, Kelsey, do you think the ADP is going to come up a little bit more? But Cooper Cup makes too much sense here. Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, Malik Neighbors, Cooper Cup. I still think Cooper Cup a little bit undervalued. Again, same thing we talked about here. People breathing in the vapors of the 2023 season and going Cooper Cup. He had the burnt hamstring. Obviously, Puka, maybe you could make the case, pulled ahead of him in the pecking order in terms of targets. Definitely looked more efficient with his targets. But Cooper Cup, I think another year of film of Puka Nakua then defenses adjusting the Puka. It's going to give Cooper Cup one more shot, I think, at usefulness. And the main thing is going to be he has to stay healthy. Can he stay healthy? Yeah, you know, your, your mileage may vary. I don't know about that. Uh, but I do think I'm willing to buy the risk in here because we are making this bet on the Rams. And I think a Rams bet with Cooper Cup at the ADP just works.
Let's go squirters indeed. Pulled down a first of the playoff gauntlet with 38 of my closest friends. Yeah, I did see uh, my concern about the gauntlet and the mittens came through where because it was two teams that kind of aligned up logically ADP-wise, you didn't end up with a lot of chopping on there, but did see a lot of winning screenshots uh, for people either, you know, I've seen in the community or people who are in the community. So shout out to you guys. If you had your 14K chop or your 30K chop, depending upon the tournament. Uh, but definitely one where Juwan Jennings going off. I think we, we made jokes about Juwan Jennings, still took him in some playoff best ball drafts. That is unfortunately how playoff best ball goes. And I did see our guy, Paul, uh, I was inverted, talking about some people, I guess, who were really shitting on him in replies to one of his drafts where he had built you know, a correlated team for, I believe it was KC and the Niners, and then maybe Dallas on top of that. And people were replying to him like, that team's not even get out of the first round. You drafted too many Niners, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Paul drafted the way that we talk about here all the time, where you're trying to build your finalist team. You're trying to build a team that's going to have a full roster in the Super Bowl, whatever that may mean. And Paul ended up winning, one of being one of those people who won, I think, I think it was a share of 14K. He might have been one of the 30K guys. Uh, but that was really the main thing here. Yeah, Corain also won the big tournament. Uh, of course, Corain, yes, does need the wins desperately to keep. I mean, honestly, when you win $2 million in a year, you probably need to keep winning to keep up <laughs> the cost of living. Uh, it depends on how you're approaching things, I guess. Uh, but yes, Corain had a win too. Again, same chalky build. Uh, Juwan Jennings getting there. Nicole Hardman getting there were two things that made it a little bit easier to uh, field a winning roster. But the drafting certain was tilting for me because like to have gotten a lot of the stuff right. Of course, we did the showdown preview video on Friday, which I appreciate all you guys. If you are new around here, uh, we do fantasy football all year round. So I do DFS every week and then in the offseason doing best ball. Uh, maybe some different things on top of that this year, but really primarily best ball in the offseason to prepare for that in-season workload. A lot of people watched that video, and I think we really kind of pinpointed what things were going to be going on there. The Rasheed Rice part in particular. Uh, Rasheed Rice had a useful day relatively, but uh, not useful enough to make a winning lineup. All right, we got a 0 one 3 one. Obviously, you have the Rams heavy stuff going. Mm, we got Trey McBride here. Definitely a possibility. We could see Rams Arizona in Week 17, though I am a little bit down on Trey McBride. Have AR here, which would be a lovely share to have with this team, I think. I'm going to go Trey. I am going to go Trey McBride here. This may be a shocker. I've been really low on AR to start the year. I mean, not for any particular reason. I think the ADP is going to come down a little bit. I think it's kind of gotten frothy here, especially in the rooms that we're in here on Splash Play, where you guys were all been converted in the church of AR. Uh, for me, I would like to see AR come down one more round if I can. I would have been okay taking him if McBride weren't there, but I think there's a shot that we get neighbors on the Cardinals. We also could see Rams, Cardinals in week 17. I can't pass up McBride at a 56 ADP uh, where he's already risen 60 spots <laughs> in the beginning of the big board. High showdown scores 109 garbage. Well, at least he built in a contrarian way, I suppose. <laughs> more power to you. Rashad White falling to more reasonable price. He is you know, still definitely a risk point. As I did you know, mention a few times with the Bucks, and we'll see. New offensive coordinator coming in there can mean a lot of change as well. So we talk about new offensive coordinator, new head coaches, the thing that can really change a running back's workload in particular, but obviously the entire makeup of the team. Uh, for them, you know, they kind of got a little gun-shy using Rashad White as much as they wanted to earlier in the year down the home stretch. They were using uh, Chase Edmonds a little bit more. So Keyshawn Vaughn lurked around for points of that. But Edmonds in particular really felt like they wanted to give touches too. Um, I kind of felt like they fell out of love with Rashad White when it really mattered the most for the Bucs. Uh, his touches kind of came down and the efficiency was also not really there. Um, so Rashad White, to me, I agree, should be coming down. Uh, he's definitely a player, though. I would watch out for the fact that, like, it could be a whole new world for him. And I, I don't know that's going to be the best thing for him. All right. See what we're doing here with our next pick coming up. Travioli, of course, a regular here in chat. I will see what he does with his pick. He's got a lot of running backs, and he's going with one more. So four running backs to start uh, with Travioli. George Pickens getting the Arthur Smith reverse bump here. Not a player I'm dying for. 
Chris Godwin, not the most exciting either. This is an ugly pocket. Kamara, I don't like very much. Aaron Jones, another year of age, not a positive. Do you like Ty J Spears, not at this price tag? Pickens is going to be running more routes next year. A lot of over-the-middle routes in particular should be part of what Arthur Smith imports from our, uh, from Atlanta and from its general, what he likes to do everywhere he's been. So I will take Pickens, even though he's not my favorite player in the world. At this pick, it's possibly keeps coming down. I guess it'd be the one thing for Pickens. People really hate Arthur Smith, uh, but I'm going to buy the Pickens dip starting now here at pick 65. Uh, not to blow smoke up your ass, but how the fuck do you and Pete draft, talk, escape snipers, and think at the same time? Uh, I mean, the one thing I will say when I'm doing streams, I definitely miss other people's parts of the board and what they're building a little bit more. Um, but, you know, it's it's anything you do, anything you do over the course of time. The I have always believe in the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours thing. The more you do something, the better you get it. And I know that's the case for me, too, where um, early on in Splashplay, like I had to produce the streams. And if you guys remember, you are a vintage Splashplay watcher. Uh, Pete used to make fun of me because, like, I would be producing the shows and not be as good at it as he was. And now, you know, I would say I'm I'm at least as good of a producer as Pete, if not, you know, better in some respects, at least for what we're trying to do. Uh, so that's, you know, you just got to keep doing it every day and, you know, trying to make it work. Uh, but yeah, the, the more that we do it, the more you build up that callus. Yeah, the more you draft, I mean, it's the more you do anything. Like the more you do a workout, if you start, like I did my, my lifts here, like I'm now doing lat pulls and I've maxed out my pulley machines. I have to like get the, I have to get 45 pound weights and put it on a, on, you know, threaded bar through it now. And it's like, I can lift a lot more of just doing the same rep, the same motion, you know, every other day of doing lat pull downs. Um, same thing for a draft. The more you do anything, that's why I always tell people, like, if you're going to get into drafting, if you want to max out BBM, get into a puppy, really start to figure out, you know, get your sea legs with ADPs and all of that. And that's part of what we wanted to do these drafts early for here on stream is like, when you know the ADPs, when you know how to do the stuff, like it all starts to align better. So even if you're not a draft streamer, uh, there are a lot of same principles apply. Just knowing the board inside and out you know, the more you do it. Too jacked. Yeah, too jacked indeed. I've been, this last month, I was like, you know, I'm just going to wait until after the Super Bowl to really go hard after cutting. And now we're in that. And now I actually, <laughs> now I actually have to do it. A 0-1-4-1 here. Wide receiver is dead. <laughs> Wide receiver has been fucking starved out here. Nothing too exciting at QB yet to want to hit. I think this is a Ramondre spot. Again, I don't love Ramondre overall, but I do think that he is now priced fairly appropriately for a situation where he can go back to New England and be the bell cow back. He can also go back to New England and they bring in somebody else, maybe a free agent, maybe a draft pick, and they treat that guy like the number one. That is the risk point we have for anybody who is part of a committee backfield or one where they are not you know, very clear running back. And then they also have a coach coming in, new coach coming in you know, for every part of New England this year. Uh, so I'd say for Ramondre, there's a shot that he gets that dead cat bounce after being so bad last year. Take him a couple picks after ADP is why I'm willing to do it here. When I'm in a room, I leave most drafts feeling two steps ahead of everyone else. It's also why I don't draft on stream. Feels great. Yeah, drafting on stream, uh, as you might imagine here. Of course, if you watch my streams, I mean, we have one, two, three, four, five, six people who I would say are sharp drafters that I know from doing drafts with you guys and knowing you guys in the community. So we have six people in the room. The good news in those kind of rooms, you get sniped a little bit less. The bad news, you get a little bit less ADP value. You also have people, as I've talked about here on stream, sometimes people that drink, uh, think a little bit too similarly to me in terms of the players they like and the players they want to get ahead of. So uh, that's the risk, the reward of it all if you are drafting on stream. Is that you get better people in with you potentially, but uh, you also then get better people in with you. All right. Zero, two, four, one here. Really nobody who makes the most sense to go out of our way to get that I'm seeing on the screen. 
Not a big Dobbs believer. Don't really want to reach up for him. And Travioli takes him anyway. Uh, Joe Mixon, not likely to be back on the Bengals, but we said that last year. And then there he was once again. Raheem Mostert, obviously coming back to Miami, another year of age, a risk point for him, but do expect him to be a lead back or some approximation therein. I am going to take Jalen Warren here for this bet that we have on Pittsburgh. I, I think that relative to all these guys, I probably like Mostert a little bit more out of all the guys that I could see on the board at running back, but I've been taking Mostert a good amount at his ADP, and I do wonder if it comes down a little bit more from the assumption that people will have. Devon Achan starts to storm upward. He takes the role. I think what's more likely is that we see probably a pure 50-50 split as opposed to the 70-30 split we saw this year from Mostert and Achan. Um, but I think that's where I would imagine Mostert comes down in ADP because of people being afraid of him uh, not being the lead back. Ben wanted Warren. You got Warren. Uh, draft is easy for you. I mean, look, the drafting is easy. Max a little board. There you go. That's all you can ask. Where do we think Kelsey's ADP rises to now that people are more confident he doesn't retire? Uh, answer this one earlier, but I'm sure people have the same question who are coming in now. I think, I mean, we saw him go at 43 here. I think that's probably going to be the spot for a little bit, and he's going to slowly trickle upwards here. I would guess that he gets around Sam Laporta. I don't think he passes Sam Laporta, but I think that he was going in the fifth round on the chance that he was going to retire. I had some concerns about that as well. I think if they lost, he might have wanted to retire, but now you're talking about history, winning the third Super Bowl in a row. Um, he'll be back. Uh, again, he said it yesterday, but I think they're really... I would assume they're going to be motivated to do that, how capped out they are, how they're able to make moves to actually improve that wide receiver core. Um, those are things that I'd be worried about more for Kelsey, but him being back, that risk is gone. So I think taking him around, like up to a Laporta, I think would be fine. Uh, my drafts, I watch you do people snipe for the 15 minutes of fame. That is true. People do sometimes snipe. We've actually have had people before uh, do a stream competing against Splash Play, trying to snipe us on stream. So that's unfortunately the nature of the beast here. Um, we have this 0341 build. Definitely, we, oh, fuck man. Am I just getting roped into the Arthur Smith experience? I think I am. Deontay makes too much sense here. The issue with Pittsburgh, uh, some early reports linking them to Ryan Tannehill, who somebody had asked about on stream last week, and I was not bullishing him getting a job. If he is going to get a job, getting one with his former offensive coordinator who trusts him, when you have a Pittsburgh team with two quarterbacks that they don't really trust, uh, that is one where he could get that job. So I would watch out for that one. Don't think Tannehill holds onto the job all year unless he's healthy and that team ends up being good. But it does throw a little bit of a wrench where if you're stacking up Steelers now and you were to take Kenny Pickett, he might not be the starter. And Trubisky, if you were to take him instead of Pickett, he might not be the starter. So I think that is the one risk point that you have right now for Pittsburgh. So I'm happy to take this guys. These guys in the stack, but they're not really uh, guys that I really want to get to. Tana Thrill. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be a Tana Thrill. Uh, we got 69 people watching live, so what better time to ask you guys right now to please hit that like button down below, subscribe, of course, splash play on that march to 4K subs, to 5K subs, to 10K subs, to million K subs, and we can't do it without you. So if you want to get more drafts in your life, of course, talking about the news of the NFL every day, talking about life, talking about it all here on Splash Play, but we will be doing drafts every day, Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. is going to be the goal here, and we've hit it so far, so no reason to stop now. The thing that I'm most looking forward to in our draft process is when we get to like where that thumbnail's got draft number 250 on it. <laughs> I think that's what I'm really looking forward to because you're going to know my bona fides and we're going to have the longest playlists of drafts <laughs> on YouTube, which is the goal. I don't know if everybody's going to watch them all, but I think that's, that's kind of the goal. So two nice picks here at wide receiver. I was actually thinking about reaching for Josh Downs. As we talked about before, I do think that Mike Williams and Tyler Lockett are two of my nicer veteran bailouts uh, to get in this range. But we also need a QB, and we need Jane Daniels for that. 
I love Jane Daniels too much. Uh, one mock draft I saw, I think it was from Hayden Winks over the weekend, uh, mocking Jaden Daniels in a trade going to Atlanta at pick five. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, Jaden Daniels going to Atlanta where you have that clean stack with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. That would be a fantastic outcome for him. One guy who would suffer with that would be Bijan Robinson, but if he went to Atlanta in a Rams-style offense, but again, using a little bit more mobility, I think he'd be great. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, another guy I've started to see him come up in some of the uh, mock drafts out there. I've thought that he's a top 15 pick all along. He's a younger version of Bo Nix, a guy who's going to step in. He's going to be able to run that train, going to be able to keep that offense moving on time. Uh, that's a player that I think J.J. McCarthy is, so he can go anywhere, and I wouldn't be mad at that. Uh, McCarthy you've seen linked a little bit to Minnesota. I think the best possible scenario would be Jaden Daniels to Minnesota, because if you want to see Justin Jefferson unlock another level, it is a guy at QB who is a combo of C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson who's going to get him there. I mean, especially Minnesota having shit running backs too. I think Minnesota would be the best landing spot for him. But in Atlanta would be good. Um, getting getting really excited about the potential for landing spots. And I hope those start to firm up a little bit more over the next few months where we're not doing a, a guessing game like we were for CJ Stroud last year. That's my hope. We'll see what comes out of it. Not a big JJ fan. Okay. I mean, that's a tough one. I think JJ is... Uh, just a smooth QB. He's also young, so he's going to get better. Um, he wasn't trusted, I guess, enough by Jim Harbaugh to get the ball downfield. So that's maybe the one thing uh, that you could say is a, a question mark for him. But he was efficient with everything he did. It worked well, obviously, you know, through the flow of an offense. That's why to me for McCarthy, like, yeah, maybe he is as good as like a Jaden Daniels as a Caleb. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. But I think he is nothing else. He's going to step in and run an offense. And that that's a skill, being able to run an offense to limit risk. Um, I think we've seen that be Brock Purdy to a certain extent. Um, so, you know, for him, I think we're pretty cool with that. Or at least I am. Uh, Matthew Stafford still floating around here. Do think he makes sense? Obviously still pretty narrow at wide receiver. Kind of wondering if we could push Stafford down and I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to take Rashid. Sh oh, do I want to take Rashid Shahid? Bigger opportunity. Honestly, he's still so efficient. Still such a great downfield target. I'm going to go Rashid Shahid, and we'll see if these guys allow Matthew Stafford to come back. Can't imagine why the guys we know here, uh, Mad Maddie, Travioli, why they would take Stafford, uh, but we'll see. Of course, don't know what Reed Spencer's going to do. Don't know what Pacheco is going to do uh, for himself at the turn. We'll find out. <laughs> Sammy sounded like uh, one of our parents. I brag about you and Pete in Western New York because you guys are very smart and funny. The best. Fuck the rest. Thank you. I appreciate that. Look, a lot of people out there doing streams. I, you know, I've talked about some of the creators on the come up here. Our guy Bindles. Always glad to see him when he's putting out a new stream. Uh, the Pound, I think, does a good job. But, you know, look, I think they're, I think some of us have been doing this long enough now that I hope that we add value with every stream. And I hope that the new people come up and add value too. I mean, I think that's fun. Uh, I hope they don't take views away from me, but I hope they add value. I think that's what I, I would love if you guys just watch streams all day. If that not, you know, they're all mine. Great. Uh, Pacheco does take Matthew Stafford here. Uh, of course, he needed to get him to correlate with his other LA quarterback. He had to take Matthew Stafford because he had Justin Herbert. And when you have Justin Herbert, you need to get the other LA QB. So that is the logic here for Pacheco taking Matthew Stafford. He takes Gabe Davis as well uh, because he's a very smart man. And I'm I'm not going to tilt, guys. Sure, I built a beautiful Ram stack that kind of depends on Matthew Stafford being alive and functional. And sure, in most draft rooms, we could have pushed him all the way, gotten him at 137 without a single concern. But Pacheco had to take him. I mean, again, you just got to let these guys get their guys. And that was clearly an important player for him. I saw it coming too, but like you have to assume logical drafting. I think that's the one thing that I'm going to try to really let myself do more so here 
And I would have thought that a logical drafter wouldn't take a, a statuesque QB. It's going to add no value without the stack. But idiots are going to do what idiots are going to do. <laughs> as, my, as my famous expression is, um, we've not got a lot of Blake Corum shares. Do you think he's a little bit overvalued at this point? Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else I want to take at QB here. Going to take Blake Corum for my first share. Think he's too small. Think the 10% avoided tackle rate last year is not good. Think that people are a little bit too into him when he was clearly not even the best running back at his backfield this year. I think the national title game really showed that. Where What's Blake Corum getting? One-yard touchdowns, falling in. Uh, what's the other guy getting? Edwards? I forgot his name. Uh, but like, What's he getting? 70-yard touchdowns that he took full advantage of the well-blocked plays. I think that's the difference between Blake Corum and other running backs. That said, you know, we'll see. Hopefully Grant's out over 200 pounds. Stack over assumed logic. I, look, I, if you think that a Matthew Stafford not having Stafford's the thing that kills me, I don't think. That's not how best ball works. I would rather have Jaden Daniels, and I would think, even with the Ram stack, I would think Jaden Daniels, unless he's hurt, outscores Matthew Stafford 17 <laughs> weeks of the year. And that's my hope. That's my assumption. So I really, it doesn't matter that much. You can stack LA QBs, you got to do it. Yeah, when you're when you're playing to not have a home field advantage in all the games you play in your home stadium, you just got to have those guys at QB when you, without any correlation whatsoever. How do you really feel? I feel great. I feel great. I feel like I'm excited, man. I'm bringing positive vibes here every day on Splash Play now. And I had one, one comment call me a negative Nancy, and now I'm back. I'm back smiling every stream. I'm not going to let people taking my dudes get in my way. Where'd Troy Franklin go today, by the way? 103, Troy Franklin. Troy Franklin now priced up to a point that uh, I'm not getting them. <laughs> so I really have not gotten my four horsemen of rookies yet. And if you are joining, I guess, a splash play draft for the first time, four rookies relative to their ADPs that I think are still very good values, though getting to be less good values by the day. Uh, that is Troy Franklin at wide receiver. That is still Brock Bowers tight end. To a lesser extent, I think, because Bowers is coming up. Then Sinnott, the other one at tight end that I think is very fun, very appealing. Um, got to test well at the combine, but I think still worth your 20th round capital, 19th round capital right now. Running back, uh, Audrick Estime is one. Bucky Irving would be the one B to that if you want to get a good rookie in. And a QB is Jaden Daniels. Caleb Williams is fine, but I think we'll get more valuable, as you know, with the stack partners are going to be. Jaden Daniels, same thing, but Jaden Daniels, I believe, will be able to give you reliable, standalone 20-point games uh, with the rushing ability. Ran 10 times a game at LSU last year, and also a fantastic deep ball thrower who had plus EPAs at every level, much like a CJ Shroud. So to me, uh, Jane Daniels, I think finishes the year as a top 10 QB, if not top five. Squirting that positivity all over us. It's all I can do. You guys know, look, I think even when I'm being negative, I still smile through it. You got to find joy in the things. I just want to get for the big board. I just want to get my dudes. I just want to get the dudes that I, that I love and hold in esteem. And that's always going to be my goal here. Uh, one, four, six, one here. Do you need that second QB? Drake may go already. Hey, I was thinking about Drake May for my QB too, but I guess that doesn't make sense. Really going to have... Uh, is Baker going to go back to Tampa Bay? I think he is. Going to go Baker here. Not the most exciting pick. Some concerns for Baker as well. Really do believe that Dave Canales was the thing that made Baker great, which is part of why I think that Bryce Young right now going for free is a very solid pick to take late. Uh, but Baker believe there's one player we can get on the wrap and now we can't get him on the wrap. Wanted, wanted to take Baker to get K Dotton on the wrap, but Reed Spencer needed K Dotton at tight end as his second tight end off the board. So at least that makes sense for him, but we will not get K Dotton on the way back. Oh, well, 
Lad McConkey. Lad McConkey went at 139. And uh, our guy Adam in the chat loves him. I do not, but I'll take some Lad McConkey here and there. You think JG will be able to turn a team around or just manage an already good team? I mean, sometimes just being able to keep an offense running is the thing you turn around. He still needs to have a good offensive coordinator. But if he goes to New England and New England is like looking, I don't I forget who's New England's offensive coordinator. Um, have they hired yet? Actually, not remembering that offhand. Oh, Alex Van Pelt, who comes from Cleveland, I think Van Pelt does. So based off coming from Cleveland, let me make sure that's correct. I know my pick's coming up here. Make the pick. Um, but point being, like, I think if he lands somewhere where there's an offensive coordinator you trust, I think it's going to make McCarthy better. But just the ability to run an offense is like the main thing for him. Um, all right, so no Tampa Bay guys here. So we're, that's stupid. Do you need a second tight end? Don't think Isaiah Likely is still a great pick with Mark Andrews there, but we will take Isaiah Likely. Don't love this team. Really feel like not getting sniped would have helped this team out quite a bit, but it's okay. Jane Daniels, Baker Mayfield, the QB. Kyron Williams, Ramondre, Jalen Warren, and Blake Corum at running back. Wide receiver, Puka Nakua, Malik Neighbors, Cooper Cup, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Rashid Shahid, and a tight end, Trey McBride and Isaiah Likely. It's got good notes, but the QB thing, ugh, fucking hate that that got... Like Stafford, don't think he makes or breaks the seam, but Stafford makes the bill a lot cleaner, which would have been nice. Oh, well. Trey Palmer season. Yeah, Trey Palmer, I think, likely to be a part of the team in the uh, the later rounds. Ugh, can't. The Stafford thing, <laughs> really annoying. He's now got three QBs as well. Took Deshaun Watson too. God damn it. I hope that's to real Isaiah Pacheco, and he's just like super concussed from the Super Bowl, and that's why he's, <laughs> he's making these picks that do not help my team out. Uh, but it's probably not the real Isaiah Pacheco would be my guess. Roman Wilson and Malik Washington are the best values right now. No, no, don't think so. Malik Washington is like so just a fucking dude. And the, these waves of hype are one of my least favorite things of the draft process where what happens is like you get these moments like guys having an okay senior bowl workout and then like then or they have some report or whatever, some news item that comes out because their agent leaks something and then the guys come up. And then what happens? They go back down to the combine hits and it turns out these guys were who we thought they were in terms of speed testing, in terms of weight and height testing, in terms of all the other things that go into a relative athletic score comp. Um, I think that that's not the way I want to draft. I'm still drafting off of EPAs. Roman Wilson, like, wasn't a target earner. He's fine to take in some draft rooms, but, like, just going these guys who, because they tested well at the Senior Bowl or because they had a couple nice flyer reports at the Senior Bowl and then they get steamed up is, I think, the worst way to draft this point of things and one of my least favorite things. Um, do you need running back still? Okay, we're going to take some wide receivers late, but I do feel pretty thin at wide receiver. One guy who I think you can take a flyer on in this kind of format, and I would take over Roman Wilson 10 times out of 10, would be Xavier Leggett. Uh, Leggett, I think, a little bit older still. He's 23, but he's like a legit grown man who has, again, that resemblance to A.J. Brown in terms of the physicality. Of course, we don't always love that. Jonathan Mingo looked like A.J. Brown, but he sucked in the advanced analytics. Uh, Xavier Leggett does not. Xavier Leggett was one of the best wide receivers last year. In terms of the advanced analytics, uh, 0.52 EPA per target, 28% target per out run rate is maybe the one thing you critique him on. Uh, could be a little bit higher there, but a 0.76 EPA out of the slot, 0.32 out wide, uh, 0.9 EPA, 10 to 20 air yards. So he's really making production happen past the sticks. Downfield, a 1.1 EPA. Um, I like Leggett a lot. 
And I think a guy like Leggett will have a much better shot to be a good player. The only thing that Roman Wilson has an out with is like, if he goes to Houston and they were already talking, like we're visibly talking. And then that was the thing that Casario said to the media. Um, then of course, if he goes to Houston, all bets are off. But I think besides that, it's just like people, like one thing, one play at the senior bowl and everybody's so fucking stoked on guys. And it's like, what did they do in college for three years? Oh, they didn't earn targets and they weren't a plus EPA player. I just think it's one of the biggest mistakes people make. Not that those guys specifically, but in general, like, I don't know. Don't put a lot of weight into earning targets. I think it's a situational thing. No, that's, that's a bad take. Rasheed Rice was the top target earner last year. What that allowed him to do, that allowed him to show off and practice and move up the Chiefs depth chart. Sure, the role wasn't that great getting a 5A dot and whatever, but that allows you to move up the depth chart. Earning targets is one of the most important things you could do as a player. Um, Gus Edwards, I'm going to take here. Again, a free agent running back. Could go back to Baltimore and be a touchdown hound again. Could go somewhere else and ruin somebody else's season. Uh, that is what the thesis is on Gus Edwards. Yeah, earning targets is one of the most important things. Like that's that's something too where like I've focused in the past on like EPA metrics. Like the one thing that I would say is the best example would uh, Marvin Hall a couple of years ago where he was a good uh, limited time player. Then when Cleveland had everybody hurt at wide receiver, it was him and Jamarcus Bradley of the receivers left. You know who wasn't a good target earner but was a more efficient player? was Marvin Hall. You know who earned targets at a higher level? Jamarcus Bradley. You know who ended up being the better DFS player that week? Jamarcus Bradley. Because he earned targets. And guys who earn targets continue to earn targets at every level. Every time they're on the field, they earn targets. Whether they're as good at it or not, obviously they're not going to be as good as they were in college. But like, it's such an important stat and like you need to make that part of your process if you're not. Uh, what's with all these coaches getting jobs immediately leaving them to go elsewhere Deshaun Foster to head coach at UCLA It's because of the musical chairs of it. And the weird part this year is that uh, head coaches have been leaving to be coordinators somewhere else. Like Chip Kelly left head coaching jobs to go be a coordinator for Ohio state uh, because Ohio state's got a lot more resources, I guess. And he felt like he couldn't win at UCLA as they moved to the big 10. Um, so that's the weird part that then resulted in more jobs opening up. But you know, I'm not like a, I'm not a college football expert in terms of that stuff. But from what I know, that's the case. Like, uh, these guys, like uh, with the uh, Boston College's head coach, left to take a, a coordinator job in the NFL. That's happened a lot more this year than it has historically. And I think uh, the logic that I've read about, at least in the athletic, is that the NIL stuff is like one of the biggest flaws that uh, leads people to, you know, they don't want to be coaches just because they think that the, the system is broken and they can't win against the big schools, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, but, you know, the Dartmouth ruling for those guys, uh, the basketball team, I believe, being ruled employees can have major effects because if that ends up being a thing where the NCAA moves to like a salary cap format, then you probably keep coaches a little bit more. Uh, all right, we're on the clock here. We have a 2572, still need running backs, um, still need some correlation with fucking <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Um, don't love my tight ends, don't love my QB room besides Jaden Daniels either. I'm going to take Derek Carr here. think Derek Carr is going to be a starter this year. Obviously, the contract uh, stuff they've done for him does basically lock him into the job for two years. Uh, for Derek Carr, though, downfield thrower, we have Rashid Shahid. I think if Rashid Shahid has a big day, he might take Derek Carr with him. Um, that's the hope, at least. And was thinking between Carr and Will Levis, and Travioli takes Will Levis here. There you go. I appreciate it. Spot on answer for Hoosier. Uh, look, I'm glad to provide the info I do. That's the one thing I will say on the show here. Like there's things that I don't know. Like the rookies, I follow college football. I follow USC in the big games. That's it. But I did my work with the data here. Obviously, same thing for everything we talk about. I do my research. I read every article I possibly can. I am an informational spudge. That is the one thing I promise you always get here is trying to give you guys the right info. And if I don't have it right, somebody corrects me in chat and then I, and then I have it right and I don't forget. Sean has always wanted that UCLA job as well. Was high school coach at his alma mater in SoCal. Did not know that, but Sean Foster, obviously running back and head coach. That's what you're going to do.
All right, let's see what pick we have coming up here. Three, five, seven, two. Still need running backs at this point. Running back is fairly bled out. You got to take a shot at guys who showed a little bit this year or nothing in the case of Tank Bigsby. And uh, that might be what we have to do here. Malik Washington, part of the reason I'm down on him, he's just a slot guy, as we've seen countless times, including in the last two years of doing draft content, plus this year, three years. Um, slot guys end up being things that we overvalue as DFS players. Then they come in and have no utility whatsoever. Uh, we are going to take Davis Allen here to compete our Ram stack without the QB. I'm hoping, I guess, that Matthew Stafford never spikes meaningfully or that we have other QBs who could beat them in scoring or somebody else comes in for this Ram stack. Uh, maybe Baker Mayfield goes <laughs> back to the Rams. Probably not the most likely. Uh, what do you use to get Tark route run info? I use Sports Info Solutions for everything that I use data-wise. Uh, they are my data provider for all the stats that I cite and a great site to do, but obviously, you know, the price tag might be a little tough for you guys out there. So uh, I don't know if they have promos going on Sports Info Solutions, but I have it for free and it is the best tool I've ever had in my life in terms of uh, being able to chop up football in different ways. Uh, but, you know, it's worth paying for if you can afford it, but I get not everybody wants to pay for football data. Guess Samir White and Josh Jacobs' careers just went down the drain. Maybe, maybe. I mean, uh, I think Samir White has the out of Josh Jacobs not coming back. And for, you know, for the Raiders, we'll see. Not a great sign when your offensive coordinators are pulling out of the job, but uh, I don't know. Have the Raiders hired their placement yet for offensive coordinator? I got to like really get my mind out on this stuff. Oh, that's right. They hired a fucking, what's his face? Getsy. Yeah, it's not great. That's not great. Getsy though probably would be good for the run game. At least, at least theoretically. So I would say the two guys that probably don't get affected by Getsy being there would be like a Jacobs or Zamir White. But obviously, again, Zamir White, I think if you had, if you were Getsy coming in, Zamir White's not assured anything in terms of a starting job. They'd probably bring in another back to compete with him, if not to take the job fully. I don't know. Maybe what we saw on the field wasn't good, but that name hasn't changed. He's Tank F and Bigsby. Look, I still think Tank is worth a 19th round pick. He's basically, to me, not the same player as Kyron Williams because they're different backs and all that. But like Kyron Williams sucked his rookie year too. And then what happened is he kind of earned the role. I don't know that Tank has like the work ethic and the ability to earn a role over the course of an offseason of like, he's there, he's at practice, they keep seeing him and they go, fuck, this guy's much better than Travis Etienne. I don't think that happens. But I think we've now seen enough of a distrust of Etienne that it all it takes Etienne getting hurt or Etienne being inefficient, having some fumble issues like he's had in the past. And then maybe Bigsby gets one more shot in year two, but I don't know. I think I think the Jags are going the wrong way overall. Like their ADPs are fine, but I think the overall, like the Jags to me are a team that less efficient by the year, which has been Doug Peterson's MO. And then now we have another year where they fired the entire coaching staff and maybe they make moves that saves things, but more likely I think they're just making it even worse. I don't know. Uh, All right, on the clock here. A.T. Perry makes sense for this team. We do need some running backs, though. would like to get at least one more running back in here, if not two. Abani Kanda is pretty much just a straight bet against Brees Hall, which I can live with. Abani Kanda will take him. Nothing changing about his situation. If anything, his situation is probably getting worse with Brees Hall another year away from the ACL injury, but whatever. Kyron rookie year is high ankle sprain, severe six week. Uh, he was bad. I mean, he was, but Kyron was bad with what he played. He played enough that he had a sample size. He wasn't good. 
I think don't like don't retcon stuff. You need to like operate off of like what the real thing was. Kyron still played a decent amount. He wasn't good with the decent amount he played. Tank Bigsby played a decent amount and wasn't good with like that's the, the same thing there. Um, but don't like I wouldn't make these guys different prospects because they weren't like the, the draft capital similar. Um, what they did their first year similar, but obviously then Kyron ran away and got a lot better and improved. Can Tank improve? He can. Is he gonna? I don't know. Adam, really digging deep here. No, I don't look at all that. I do look at the competition stuff, but again, it's just, it's not about trying to dig that deeply on it to make an answer. It's about if guys earn targets at a high rate, that matters. Um, but then that, like we talked about with Brian Thomas, Brian Thomas didn't earn targets at a high rate. Malik neighbors did. So is that a question about Brian Thomas or is that a question about how great Malik neighbors is? And is he just sucking the targets away? But like, it's just, a, it's a reference point. Everything's just a reference point. Nothing is going to be your answer for this stuff. It's the overall picture. And that's why the EPA stuff is most important to me. Um, EPA metrics most important because it tells you how much more efficient a guy is, everything that he does, every touch that he has. Um, but yeah, but then you add that with the color of a target route run rate, and then it's like, oh, this guy earns targets at a high level. He's really efficient. And he played at LSU. That means that there's no dings on this prospect. Uh, all right, two six seven three here. One more running back would look good, but boy, we are in an awful spot here. Trey Palmer already got drafted, so we can't even do that one. Taking Brendan Rice here. I think there's some talent with Brendan Rice as we talked about. So that's going to be our final player here. And hopefully, I guess he goes to Tampa Bay and replaces somebody. Uh, six running backs today did not get to the seven, but I think we spent enough capital early with the Jade, uh, with the Kyron Williams pick. So my final team at QB, Jaden Daniels, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr. At running back, Kyron Williams, Ramondre Stevenson, Jalen Warren, Blake Corum, Gus Edwards, and Izzy Abani Kanda really kind of fell off here at the end. Really from Blake on, I feel like this got worse. And I, I think I need to hit my ADP, ADP pockets a little bit better at running back. Uh, Puka Nakua, uh, Malik Neighbors, Cooper Cup, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Rashid Shahid, Xavier Leggett, Brendan Rice. So nice mix. I think some rookies that are all really positive EPA guys. Also, we have the Rams stack, have the Pittsburgh stack, which is going to be cheap entire season and honestly probably to get cheaper as we go trey mcbride isaiah likely davis allen at tight end tight end is the weakest if you think that trey mcbride can be the pseudo wide receiver one for one more year for arizona it looks a lot better if he can't then he can't easily my least favorite build i've done so far then i've done my job <laughs> for the day uh all right there we go so that, that closes out here guys um, again, a draft here every day. So if you want more drafts, I, I could do another one here live, but I'm going to leave you guys to the playlist. Go check out more uh, more Splash Play drafts here. That's the goal is to feed you guys more views through that one. But of course, join us on the journey here. Use that promo code SPLASH on Underdog. Double your deposit to 100 bucks. If you're new to the world of best ball, now's a great time to get in. You play in the little board. Build up your ability to kind of read draft rooms, but come along with us here on Splash Play. Use that promo code SPLASH and double your deposit up to 100 bucks. And also get a mystery pick them with that one. Of course, Stochastic. Actually, we'll be maxing out the NBA today because I'm just going to roll over my Super Bowl winnings and lose it on NBA. Uh, but all the tools, all the data for Stochastic at 15% off with that promo code SPLASH. Check the link in the description as well to get yourself that same deal if you don't want to enter a promo code. And that also includes all their SIM packages. I won money in PGA over the weekend, spent five minutes doing it. Picked up, I think, uh, I, I put in 80 and I came back with 120. So do the math on that one. Uh, but I guess that'd be a 50% return. But anyway, all their SIMs are great tools. They also have NASCAR now, um, MLB coming up. So again, Stochastic Data, great one to get for yourself. And I use it for myself with every slate I play. Probably my baby here. Uh, go check it out for yourself. Save 50% there with the promo code SPLASH on our yearly packages or get a seven-day free trial. And shout out to all you guys who did take this over the weekend. I uh, saw a pretty big spike upwards there. So uh, go check out Probably. Data from the winningest sports books around the world. Great way to build your bankroll for best ball as well. 
well is to start sports betting now and just bet $5 units and just bet every day, hit 10 to 20 bets. Um, it sounds like a lot, but it's very easy to do that with probably. So check it out for yourself. And again, our guy, Jason OG Mans fan, first guy who signed up for a year membership with us. He's now made 10X that membership. He's made thousands of dollars uh, on probably. So I, that's the best cosign I can give to you besides my own winnings with it. Um, but really like Jason's done the work. He hits on parlays at a rate that I don't even know is possible, but the product is better every day. So check it out probably and leave us five stars and a review on the app store as well. If you want to get a guest hosting spot on Splash Play. Uh, there we go. Thank you to all these fine folks as well who help us put on the show. Hit the join button now below. $4.99 a month will allow you to be on this list and help us continue putting on the show. The two biggest things that we can do. And more perks coming for the VIPs as well in the next few weeks slash months. So uh, stay tuned here, but join us on this journey. And shout out to all these fine folks who help me put on the show. Uh, subscribe one more time, hit the like button, leave a comment before you go. Uh, even if it's just an emoji or a question or whatever, our guy, Adam had a lot of questions about my process. So Adam, if you want any more answers, drop it in the comments. I'm happy to get back to you and do that. Uh, but do that. Follow me at Chris Spags, follow the show at Splash Play Pod and come back tomorrow. Another draft, a draft every day, Monday to Friday, 11 a.m. I will see you guys then. Enjoy your days. Shout out to the Squirt Squad as always. Appreciate you guys making the chat fun. I'll see you guys soon. Enjoy your days. Good luck. Bye. 